Welcome to the 6am club. The 6am club when early birds are just starting their day or when strippers are finally leaving work. Hi, I'm Gemma Rose. Join me on my drive home after work listen to my tales from the night and other wider industry issues we face as strippers. Let's hear those sleigh bells ringing a ding ding a ding a ling do. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is Christmas. And for those of you who don't know, Christmas is usually our busiest time of year. Well, since COVID, it's all been a bit tense up in the air. And yeah, it, it, it's, Christmas comes later post-COVID than pre-COVID. Usually you'd see people coming in from November onwards. But really now it's, well, last year it was the second week of December, um, the second weekend. It's usually really busy in clubs. Festive season is pretty much always our best time of year. This is when I, for one, make the most money. And it's a little bit more reliable and a little bit more consistent. This is due to a few reasons. For one, You've got lots of people going out on work dues, friends, out for drinks, things like that. A lot more people going out more than usual, getting more drunk than usual, and people are generally just a bit looser with their purse strings this time of year, a, a bit more generous. That makes for a beautiful combination for peak time in the strip clubs. I was a little bit concerned when I walked in tonight because uh, I think there were about 25 dancers booked on. That's a lot of dancers and it's a small club so I'm thinking right it's going to be a fight already. As soon as I hit the floor I'm making money. I'm going up to a few customers that are milling about starting to get settled in. It's not super busy yet but there are a couple of customers hanging about but they've been left all alone by all of the other dancers and that's always a concern because that probably means that they don't have money because nobody's interacting with them. I have noticed in this club most dancers are a bit more laid back like I don't know I, I think I've just had that level of graft like I'm going into an interaction with the likelihood that I'm going to have to work really hard to get anything out of anybody and I have to fight to even get that interaction be seen in the first place. But yeah, so that's why I try everybody and that's why I stick with things. You just, you don't know where something's going to go and if our options are limited, then that's sometimes what you have to do. Whereas I feel like I don't know, I feel like a few dancers in this club are quite happy to lay back a little bit more, be a bit more relaxed and when the people come, people will come and they won't have to work as hard for it. But 
they can't be asked with the time wasters and don't get me wrong this is a strategy and it can be a pretty good strategy but I for one think it is worth interacting with people who you think might be time wasters regardless because you never know it might actually turn out that they go for that dance and that makes your night but to be fair I respect any dancer who has their standards and wants to conserve their energy for the real ones my patience does wear thin and I tend to run myself ragged interacting with the time wasters even when I know they're time wasting but you just don't know where someone will lead you like I've you know, I've had plenty of people who, on the face of it, seem like they're time-wasting and then we're up in VIP for the rest of the night, so... And this strategy worked out. It did pay off for me tonight. I I barely had any nose, which was a nice change, and I sniffed out those ones who I, I knew it just wasn't going anywhere, so I cut it a bit short. I speak to one guy for a while and managed to get 20 quid out of him even though I, I really needed more financial reward out of that interaction he says that he's going to come back next weekend I don't believe it though but he was like oh I'm in love with you I get my 500 pound bonus next week I'm gonna come in and spend it on you we've heard it all before babes nine times out of ten when customers say they're gonna come back and see you it doesn't happen they get that rare one though, every now and then, once in a blue moon, and that's how you get a regular. But yeah, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter how convincing they are. Any stripper that's been in the job long enough just knows that that's probably not going to happen. Like, don't count your eggs and all. Um, and yeah, no, ma no matter how much we want it and no matter how much of a good time it seems like you're having together and how much they want to come back and see you in that moment, I doubt whether he's going to come in and see me again. I will be very surprised, but yeah, I'm not going to give myself false hope on that one. I'm of course wearing a very festive outfit tonight to be in the holiday spirit. I'm not actually much of a Christmas person, but <laughs> stripping has kind of turned me into a Christmas person because I'm like, it means more money, um, so therefore I now like Christmas. <laughs> is that bad um but yeah i've got like some little cat ears that have christmasy jingle bells on them i've got earrings that jingle to match i've got my little red bikini and a small lettuce wrap around my waist to cover my butt to abide by the club rules i don't like it but you know i, I like to have everything out there it helps me sell my service better but hey, here I am covering my butt against my free will. <laughs> and I've got red glittery fishnets. You know, we've got the works here, folks. And I've got these strap-on jingle bells around my ankles. So when I'm doing like a leg shaky twerk, it jingles. It's so festive, it's so fun, and it's a great marketing tool because jingle bells makes people think of Christmas and happy and therefore spend more money. It actually really works. It works really well for me and you can hear me coming a mile away as well, which is pretty funny. Like all the dancers are like, oh it's her like I know who this is 
I almost didn't want to tell everybody this because it works so well for me and I'd actually be pretty upset if somebody takes my idea. Um, you know, selling dances is easier when you stand out from everyone else and there's something unique about you. The easiest way to do this is via what you wear. So it's why you often see trends coming in and out of the industry. Like lingerie used to be the most popular thing to wear. But then a couple of dancers started to wear bikinis. Now everyone wears bikinis, so lingerie stands out more. And we've got this like cyclical um, scenario going on. It's back and forth and new trends coming in and out constantly. But yeah, if anyone nicks my Jingle Bells trick that I've been working with for years, I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, yeah, work people, please don't do this because you're fucking with my money. Like, sorry to get territorial and gatekeepy, but like, I'm not, I'm not giving you permission to steal my idea. <laughs> don't you dare. Do you, don't dare. I don't even care if you're in a different club. Just please don't do it. Like, I, I might, I might come to your club. I'm gonna come for you. No, I'm joking. I'm getting way too. Uh, way too aggy over this but you know when you have like something that you've created and it's really personal to you and I'm just like please don't please don't take that <laughs> please don't take it away from me it's probably been done before but I've never seen another stripper do this um so yeah you know I mean email me email me if you're like actually Jim I created this back off my idea <laughs> um yeah email me email me hit me up we'll, we'll argue it out we'll get our swords out and settle it like ancient medley, medieval style <laughs> we'll have a jingle bell off <laughs> speaking of outfits the level of whorephobia in this club is quite real on on a variety of different levels so management weren't happy with how much skin i was showing even though i am working within the confines of their rules whatever i had to put an extra robe on i sort it out i'm you know i'm giving in to what they're asking me to do like whatever i go out to the bar and i had a dancer at the bar speak under her breath to her friend not addressing me but knowing full well I could hear her she basically said why is my pussy out it wasn't by the way my outfit was tiny but it it's within club rules and now I'm wearing an extra robe so I'm more covered up than I've ever been in my whole fucking life so I just go oh hey hey what's your name you know just trying to be friendly trying to be nice like you know I know what you're doing, but I'm not picking up what you're putting down. I'm going to kill you with kindness and, you know, quote unquote, try and make friends with you. One of them begrudgingly says her name. The other one just whis just about whispers it under her breath. I'm like, oh, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm Rose. And yeah, they're clearly bitching about me. Like, I do not want to listen to this. I don't even want to hear this. It's going to boil my blood. They're speaking loud enough that they know that I'm in earshot and I can hear what they're saying. I don't want to be any fucking part of this. I'm so done with club drama. I'm so done with drama between dancers when it's really unnecessary. Like, you don't need to comment on, you know, my outfit and, like, slut-shaming me, really. Um... <laughs> You know, if you've got a problem with me, 
feel free to say it to my face and maybe say it in a nice way and then do you know what you'd actually get what you want although you have no right to comment on what I'm wearing the, the club has dealt with my attire they're happy with what I'm wearing now so like what's your problem fuck off yeah I just felt like there were eyes on me all night tonight whether it was to do with what I'm wearing whether it's because oh look at this new girl coming in and doing this thing um, she's making money, I'm not, blah blah, jealousy bullshit. This is a club I've worked at before, by the way, but I'm still getting settled into this place. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what people's problem is, but it's not me, like this happens to every single dancer, and I try and stay out of it where possible, but it's just really difficult to. I'm very friendly to other workers. Um, I do my best to fit in and not ruffle any feathers. Even if that means I lose out on some income in the short term, you know, I think it's important to make allies in a workplace, um, looking at like a long game strategy, especially in the strip club, because like the kindness comes back around. And yeah, I don't know, like I used to be so good at avoiding the drama, staying out of it. And I feel like more and more nowadays I'm attracting it. I don't know if it's just because of like the socioeconomic situation in strip clubs is worsening and declining. I don't feel like it is me. I feel like it's a reflection on the climate and it's making more and more dancers have a bee in their bonnet. Like it's a really tense environment to work in and taking it out between each other rather than directing that energy to where it actually matters like holding clubs accountable. And this is why they pit us against each other. It keeps us so busy infighting that we're not looking at the real problem, which is the systems we work under, and those need to be addressed and fixed and have our energy focused on, on that rather than on bitching about each other with what the fuck we're wearing. It, like, does it really matter? I don't, I don't know, it's just petty. I'm not here for it, I don't have time for it. Like, we're all here to make money really we should be fighting clubs about a variety of things so can we just focus on that or redirect the energy elsewhere it's not constructive i'm just not here for the drama really fed up with it but you know i'm trying to settle into this place i do really like this club but yeah the thing is every club comes with its drama this is not a special situation I've got going on here by any stretch of the imagination. This is just how strip clubs are, especially like more frequently, more recently. It's the kind of thing you might not notice at first if you're a new dancer or new at a particular club. Maybe you're somewhere for the weekend or maybe you're a couple of shifts in. Everything seems fine on the surface. It's when you've been there for more than a few shifts you start to bed in <laughs> and you start to see the personal interactions between certain dancers you know regular dancers are becoming aware that you're bedding into this club um, and so you've got a dynamic going on between individuals as well while you're trying to get to know everybody and learn everybody's names and get around people it's quite difficult to negotiate but yeah, it's it's very interesting seeing, okay, this is what this club is like. This is the dynamic between these set of dancers. And okay, these dancers have got like a bit of a clique going on. All right, I'm with it. Where am I going to fit in here? And actually, for the most part, this strategy 
works quite well for me and it has worked really well at like my previous local club until fucking Christmas last year which is another story for another day um, yeah I just like tend to stay out of it um, you know I try and ally myself with as many people as possible or more of like an individual one-on-one -on -one thing I'm very friendly on approach if people want to chat I'll make like chit chat and small talk with dancers you know if it's at the bar or in the toilet you know I'll be very friendly and crack some jokes and get to know people a little bit but I don't artificially insert myself into situations like for example at the beginning of the night people who know each other sit with each other that's just how it is I tend to stay out of that and just sit on my own unless I've got you know I'm, I'm with specific friends or who I'm friends with outside of work as well but yeah I just tend to sit on my own and it was really interesting to see working more regularly at my local club last year people would like gravitate towards me and it was like a group forming around me that I didn't it wasn't my intention to create a group but that was happening it was really nice like different dancers would come up to me have a chat and then leave um, and so on and so forth it was it was really nice because I wouldn't really consider myself a social butterfly but I kind of was at that club and it meant that I didn't really get involved with a lot of drama it just meant I focused more on work which is what I'm there to do I'm, I'm not there to make friends but if that's a byproduct then that is really nice and, you know, I do want to be friends with people. Money comes first, customers come first, work comes first. You know, if it's a choice between sitting and chatting with a dancer and going to talk to a customer, you know which one I'm gonna prioritize. It's a no-brainer. But yeah, it's interesting, you know, like, drama's still unfolded in a way that I haven't experienced, like, in my over five years of doing this, like, yeah, drama unfolded and it was unavoidable I was trying to play the good person I'm trying to treat everybody in the situation like adults even though a very childish behavior was occurring it was a real show I'm not gonna go into super detail right here right now about what happened but basically there was a certain individual who was ruffling a hell of a lot of feathers mine included and this particular dance was breaking etiquette and she was breaking etiquette to such an extent on a regular nightly basis continuously she was pissing everybody off and unfortunately everybody hated her and multiple dancers myself included tried to pull her to one side have a conversation with her saying like you know i'm upset or we're upset because of xyz like this is the etiquette we're all trying to work here so can we work towards creating an environment that suits us she'd be like oh yeah i'm so sorry that was wrong with me and then she'd do it again <laughs> and the club weren't really doing anything about it they weren't punishing her for any of it they they weren't enforcing the club rules and then she had the cheek to say that we were bullying her um but like babe look at what you're doing and it's just not fair i i got you know the club should be trying to help out at that point and mediate stuff but they they just didn't give a shit that she was breaking uh their rules even because she was making money but she was making money because she was fucking everybody over ah 
I got quite heavily involved in this particular bit of drama because she fucked me over so badly that the other dancers were like trying to pipe me up and trying to make me bite even though like I was already biting and like they were like oh you can't let her do that I'm gonna pop off at her like you should fucking knock her one and <laughs> I can't believe she's done that and I'm like look I will have words with her but you folks like you folks are trying to like provoke me and please do not do that because I will actually end her and there is anger in me right now I do not like I do not need to be egged on or fueled because I actually snapped at one of my pretty good friends like not in a shouty way but in like quite a sinister and scary like you know when you're in trouble and you get spoken to in a very low tone and it scares the fucking shit out of you that was me in that room like i was so boiled in anger it was coming out in that very like monotone of vipery inflection and she was like oh fuck yeah you are fucking raging aren't you i'm like yes please don't fuel it i will cut a bitch <laughs> um yeah that was a huge side tangent sorry about that but yeah i don't like to get involved in drama but it happens like but it happened like last year um and in especially in a particular club like I think this is part of why I keep club hopping because I don't like to get involved in conflict. I don't deal with conflict very well. Like I'm just not that kind of person. I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. But this is the job a lot of the time. This is what it is. Um, yeah, make of that what you will. I'm getting to know a few more dancers here and there at this club and actually quite a few of the dancers I know from other clubs so it's it's really funny when you like run into people that you already know it's like hi like how have you been and you know why are you here now <laughs> um and yeah some people in this club are really nice others standoffish and that's fine like if you're gonna be, be standoffish that's cool with me we can all get on with our own thing it's those that are like actively saying and doing stuff that is a bit shitty but there's not a lot I can really do about that at the minute and I can just try and keep my head down keep working and, and ignore it for the most part I think it's better to try and take the higher ground if you can it's not easy trying to fit into a club though and at any stage of your dancer career it's not easy and your dynamic changes with the club over time as well so it's really hard to navigate anyway back to my night so it's pretty quiet up until i come down from a vip it was i was the only one up there doing one and i'd say in the space of half an hour nobody was there like nobody came the place was absolutely filled to the brim though to the point where i was quite overwhelmed um, this is like coming back down and almost hesitating on what to do because it was so crowded and filled filled with people and it's like oh my god for once <laughs> once in a blue moon I have options to choose who, who who I fuck with like who do I choose yeah I think most dancers did pretty well tonight and I love it when we all do well like you know that that's really like, like I'm happy when I make money but I'm even happy when everybody is having a good time and yeah, it didn't feel like the usual dancers whipping up a frenzy, bouncing from customer to customer and everybody saying no and just kind of playing musical chairs with customers. It, it didn't feel like that tonight. 
there were way more way more men than there were strippers for a nice change. Oh yeah. Granted, not everybody was buying, but a lot of people were buying to the point where in both the normal dancing and in the VIP, it was packed out full. Like at some points it was difficult to find a seat. It was that busy, which is fabulous and incredible. Great to see, you know, I wish it was like this all the time. It's so, so rare that it's like this. And I've only ever seen UK clubs like this in festive season. And even then it can be quite quiet. So it's lovely to see this club packed out with people. And like I say, not many people wasted my time. I wasn't trapped in long-winded conversations that weren't leading anywhere. I was going for quite a lot of dances, downstairs and upstairs. Fucking great. Fucking great. I danced for this guy whose dance was paid for by his boss because they were on a works night out and all the dances were going on the credit card. We love to see it on the company card. Fuck yeah! Max out that card on the strippers and claim it back on tax. Yeah, I love it. Expense that shit. So good. <laughs> I've made a lot of money off of company cards and oh, I love it so much. See, so yeah, I danced with this lovely lad. We had a good vibe, nice energy, a good exchange. We had three dances together and at the end of the dance, it was the way he said it that was just so heartwarming. He thanked me for the dance and said how much he enjoyed it. It was the way he said it that was like, I needed that. I made him feel seen. I made him feel loved. I made him feel sexy. And I very much got the impression that maybe he hadn't felt like that in a long time or maybe never experienced attention or love in that way. And he was just really grateful for that. It was lovely to receive um, thanks. It made me feel very validated in the job that I'm doing. And of course I love the money and that's what I'm doing it for. But when I have interactions like that with a client that's an exchange of energy, not just money, I genuinely find that special. He was such a sweetheart. He left after and I come back out and a few of the lads from the same group are still there. I get talking to one of the other guys and bless his heart, oh God. I was laughing at all of his crappy quips. <laughs> Do you know what? He was really quite sweet, but yeah, not, not necessarily someone I'd go for outside of the club, bless his soul. But I'll happily be paid to spend time with him here and laugh at his bad jokes. I feel like he needed it as well. He was joking that we were gonna elope to Vegas and get married and he'll dress up as Elvis. Um, you know, I wish I could be a panda, just really random shit. Um, and yeah, he was kind of spinning this, spinning this soft story that his boss hadn't paid for any dances yet. And he's the one who's brought us here and he said he'd shower us with dances. So I tap boss man and I'm like, hey, your friend wants a dance. He hasn't had one yet. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's having you on, he's had a few. <sighs> okay, all right. My guy is tittering um, because he's he's having me on. Um, yeah, I, I, I find it very funny. Um, so, yeah. So the boss is speaking to another dancer and she's trying to negotiate on behalf of all of us to go up to the VIP. I'll leave it to you, hon. You're doing a really good job. 
the boss is being a right ass. He's been a he's just being a bastard. I I hate it. And it's like you're clearly rich. Your company is doing well. Yet you feel the need to try and barter us down, even if it's by a tenner. Why do you feel like having that £10 off is so fucking important to you? He just really wanted a deal, even if that was a pound off. Like, I hate rich people like that. You, you can clearly afford it. Stop being cheap. Stop trying to pay people less than what the service is worth. Like, you should be paying what we ask and tip on top of that. But anyway, that's quite a lot of rich folks for you, eh? They keep rich because they keep their money close to their chest. They're, they're like dragons with hordes of gold and they've literally got like, like they just do not want to share these piles of piles of coins spilling out everywhere. Yeah, I, I hate it. Finally, Lovely Stripper manages to negotiate an hour in VIP for all four couples. Yee, let's go. She managed to get full price and got the club to throw in some champagne for us. That that made the uh, customer feel like he was getting a deal. And I'm glad the club was willing to negotiate like that because I think that's what really clinched the sale for us. We really struggled to get all of them upstairs though. Like they're quite drunk and boss man was being quite difficult. He was being like, I'm not paying for all four guys if they're not up there. I'm like, well, get them in line then. Felt like I was trying to sheepdog herding sheep to like get them all up there, but we managed to do it. And I try and spend as much of the hour talking as possible. At this point, I've danced a lot and my feet are starting to hurt. Fuck, I'm not used to these long nights anymore. I've just got back from holiday. I've had a little break. Clubs haven't been busy. I've not been dancing as much as this when working. My knees are hurting, my feet are hurting. And it's like, do I do I be on my feet and you know deal with the fire there? Or do I go onto the floor on my knees and they're on fire? <laughs> the only safe position is on my back on the floor, but there's only so much I can do there. So it's like, hmm, okay, what pain, what pain do I want to deal with for the next few minutes? I try and chat to my guy as much as possible. We're sipping on our champagne. We're chatting shit. I dance through about half the time, which I think is reasonable. I do think if you're booking a stripper for an hour or longer, it's slightly unreasonable to expect them to dance for the whole of that. We call them talking VIPs sometimes. If dancing is what you want for the whole time, that's fine, but you need to like ask your dancer that and they should be fine. But yeah, I've danced for hours non-stop because that's what the customer wants, but it's a lot on the body. If you're a customer, like encourage your dancer to take a drink, take breaks. I think it's nice to do stop-start dances. I feel like that's a good way of doing it. Unless you want to talk for the whole thing, which mo most strippers will be down for that. Like, we love being silly, playing the Joker for an hour. I love to do the Macarena in VIP. I'll cluck like a chicken for you. Anything I can do to not dance, I'll do. <laughs> I'll try and get a customer talking if I can. I prefer that. It's easier on the body. Sometimes you get it the other way, though, when you've talked so much and it's so draining that you'd rather just dance. You can get the fatigue both ways. 
it just depends what energy you're bringing that night and what clients you get and what you're in the mood for so we're sipping on champagne chatting shit having dances and most of the other dancers try to do the same as well and I think actually one of the dancers was so pissed off with one of her clients that she just didn't dance she was this black queen and she was in such disdain of her customer I don't know what he did or what he said he clearly did something that was out of bounds but she wasn't taking any shit you know she's made her money at this, po this point she's like I'm gonna use this as an excuse to not fucking do this all power to her can my customer do something shitty so I can do the same thing <laughs> say something to piss me off I bet I dare you <laughs> I come back down after that and the next customer I interact with is really friendly. He says that he comes in here quite a lot and he just likes to come in, dance with a couple of different dancers, do the shorter dances and then leave. And he's like, it's the end of a really long day, you know, I'm just settling in. <laughs> that seems really conflicting but okay. Just getting settled in and I'm not ready for a dance quite yet. To be honest, I'm into brunettes. I'm like, ah, okay, that's why. I'm like, uh, I'm like half brunette. Look at my roots. <laughs> I'm a brunette naturally, by the way, like a very light mousy brown. But obviously, obviously, my hair is dyed blonde. I used to be really blonde, but then blonde, but then like um, puberty hit. So, well. <laughs> so this guy's, I like brunettes. I hope my sparkling personality makes up for you not being 100% your type. We had a small brief conversation. It was short but jam-packed to create a connection with him. Again, just sowing that seed. He says he's not ready for a dance just yet, but he would come and get me if he wanted me. I think, yeah, he's, he's not going to go with me or like somebody else will come and sit down and grab him. Like I say though, a lot of these dancers here be a little bit slower here and nobody accompanies him. I feel like in this club, dancers will watch a dancer try somebody. They've clearly said no and that dancer leaves. That's surely your key to jump in and try it. Not be like, oh, he's not going for dances then. Yeah, I find that very divergent to what most other clubs are like that I've worked in. Yeah, usually, okay, that guy's free, that dancer has just left, it's my turn to have a shot rather than going, oh, they've not had success, so why would I? Um, you know, you're cutting your losses before you've even tried. I mean, more money for me. <laughs> you know, keep, keep doing your thing, I guess. Um, so yeah, I leave him and a little bit later, I think I've had a few more dances at this point. He actually comes up to me and wants to go through for a dance with me i'm like uh, i'm like oh you know <laughs> i was like teasing him from before saying like oh you know i thought you said you weren't my type and yeah we had a nice conversation and he said that you know he wanted to go with me because we had such good chat he really loved the dance and was like oh my god you're incredible you know i'm like oh you're converted to blondes now right he was like i might actually be because you're ridiculous <laughs> yeah he loved that dance so much so much so we went for another dance afterwards and he'd had his fill at that point 
and then he left and yeah that was so lovely i'm glad he took a chance on me at another point in the night i spoke to these three guys who were like hanging about leering in the corner they seemed a little bit unsure as to what was going on and i approached them and spoke to them i found it weird that no other dancers were like speaking to them um yeah but you know this club is a little bit different i guess um and you know i was speaking to them and quite quickly it becomes apparent that they are interested in a dance and one of the guys is like find two other beautiful women to accompany us for a 20 pound dance and uh, then we'll go and i'm like yes of course let's do it so i i spy two dancers who are just looking a little bit grumpy and sitting and not really doing anything i go up to them and say hey do you want to do a 20 pound dance with me and they're like yeah okay they're a little bit confused that i'd approach them and like put it out there um i'm like yes you know those guys over there um and they're like okay yeah sure let's do it we do that 20 pound dance and this is how you make friends in the club like this is how you make your allies it's not by being nice to people though that is one of the ways of doing it money talks and if you can hustle on behalf of other dancers like if there's someone that's a really good earner that you want to be allies with because it would be in your favor to work together and make money together you know it's you actually prove yourself and selling dances on their behalf is a very good way to make allies and stake your claim i didn't actually choose strategically with these two dancers though maybe i should have um i don't know i was just like oh two two dancers immediately go maybe i should have picked the other two dancers who were bitching about me earlier to like appease them but <laughs> just like placate like no we, we can actually work well together and be friends um I could have placed my bets better, I guess. But I hadn't spoken to either of these dancers, so that was a nice icebreaker, I guess. I had another interaction with somebody else who was like, very minimal small talk. And then his friend was like, take her for a dance. My guy's like, oh, I don't know, really. I pretty much snatched the 20 pounds out of his hand. I'm like, cool, let's go before you change your mind and put up further objections. We went through, during the dance, he was literally rolling his eyes into the back of his head at how good it was and how much he was enjoying it. All of the feelings he was getting from my performance. Love that fucking shit. He said at the end, like, I don't usually like dances, they aren't really my thing, I'll be honest with you. Like, it's not something that's tempted me before, but it's not really for me. But oh my god, you ruined my night because all I'm going to think about is fucking you now. And that was so good, I'm so pissed off and I want more. But, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to do another dance. But I do want more, I'm like, are you, sh are you sure? Are you sure you don't want another one? He's like, no no but i'll buy you a drink um and i'm like well you can tip me as well if you like especially because his friend bought the dance right he's like tip you i'm like hell yeah i ask for tips where i can sometimes it just doesn't feel right at all and i won't do it and i won't push it either most times i will try and ask but tipping etiquette in the uk is pretty tragic 
most people here don't tip us it's not really in our culture but really i feel customers should for the most part but yeah this guy was like really up for tipping me he was like of course i'll you know i will get a drink and then i'll tip you he quite obviously handed me my tip and i was worried that management might have seen because if somebody's tipping me in cash like i'm gonna do my best to hide that money because that's my money most clubs will take the commission on that shit and i just really don't think that's fair like i've worked for that tip he's tipping me not the club oh it's horrific that clubs make us pay to work take a hefty chunk of commission on dances we sell and then also think they're entitled to a portion of tip money too so he produces a 20 pound note and i try and stuff it away as discreetly as possible and i'm worried someone might see me but i'm gonna try and get away with this we do a shot together and he wishes me well for the rest of my evening that should be like the prototype of an interaction with a client i think you have some amount of conversation beforehand you go for your dance you tip your dancer you offer them a drink as well and then you let them go on their way gorgeous that's how it should be towards the end of the night i approach a group of lads and i start on one guy first but it becomes very apparent that somebody else might be more interested so i divert my attention onto him he does seem more bladdered out of the rest of his friends so that's a very good bet for me he's being a little bit difficult trying to barter with prices i don't like that shit like it's not nice for me i also don't set the prices that's on the club and it's like you can clearly afford it so can we like not try and haggle me Ugh. Yeah, you, I was like, I just said to him, like, you can try and ask them behind the desk upstairs, but it's unlikely you're going to, but you can try. You know, at this point, I just want to get him into a dance. So we go for some downstairs dances. He's like, yeah, you're really good. Not sure I want to do upstairs, so you have to convince me. Ooh. Oh, we love that as strippers, don't we, when people are like, please convince me. I'm like look around you look at how many guys there are who would literally kill to go upstairs with me like if you don't want to go upstairs with me that's fine i'm not going to work to convince you because i don't want to i i like i don't want i don't want to convince you to spend time with me i want you to do it because you want to do it so that was nice because usually i don't have the power to say it just like that because usually you know it's like look around you it's dead of course i'm going to try and convince you because you are my best option at the minute i'm like you know i have the power right now look at all these guys around me any one of them would be blessed to take me upstairs so you should really snap me up before i'm gone and he's like come back in 10 minutes oh we love that as well don't we i'm like okay here we go let's play the game so i do i come back in 10 tried a few other people who weren't really biting that's fine okay he's ready to go upstairs nice one he's gonna try and haggle them down at the desk but he's like <laughs> he's like do you think they'll do it for 10 pounds less i'm like you can try 
he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to go upstairs if I'm not going to get money off. I'm like, well, let's go upstairs and try anyway. Get him upstairs, make him walk the stairs. He's not going to want to go back down. He's going to want to go through with or without a discount. Of course, the club doesn't give him a discount and he pays full price. In fact, he pays double that because he decides to go for half an hour with me, which is great. Yeah, we do half an hour and he's quite entitled to be fair. It's very annoying. I'm really tired at this point. I don't want to be dancing, but he doesn't seem to want to be chatting. So here we are. We get through the dance. It's nearly the end of the night. I say that we should stay until we close because upstairs, you know, the club will stay open longer than the rest of the general space. He says he wants to check on his friends. I'm like, okay, sure. We go downstairs. <sighs> like if I, the, the goal is to keep him there. As soon as you take a customer out of that room, it makes it harder to get them back there. Some of his friends are downstairs. Some of them are actually upstairs, which is great for me to try and get him back up there. The DJ voice announces that there's a couple of songs left before downstairs closes. I've not got long to get this guy back upstairs. He doesn't seem to want to do that same number, that price point again. He's trying to haggle again, as if I have any say in this. I say again he could chance his arm and try, then he's like, I'd rather not. It feels wrong that a lot of the money goes to the club and I'm like, yeah, but it also hurts me more if you don't. I get where people come from when they say this, like they feel it's unfair that so much of the money goes to the club and not me directly. I agree, but that's not a good excuse for them to boycott our services and to say no to our services because that hurts us more than it does the club. You could argue that it's enabling exploitative practices, but you know, I need my money. So even if I have to give a large portion of it to the club, I've still got some of that money. So please like, don't not spend it on me because like, you don't want it to go to the club. I understand, but you know, don't you want some money to come to me? Please do it. He says he's going to the toilet. Time's ticking. He leaves his drink with me. One song left. He comes back. All right, let's go upstairs. Very easily. He came to his senses in the toilet. What a wonderful, magical place to be. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we go upstairs. Evidently, he can't get the money off again. He tries to pay for half an hour and his card declines. He has to check his bank. I'm not peeping over his shoulder too much, but I'm pretty sure his account is in minus. Fuck, I've absolutely drained him. You know, he's like, oh, I want as much contact as possible with this one. Okay. And he's like, I don't want you to not touch me for one second. All right, I, I get you. I get you. His card goes through in the end. Um, his bank says, yes, we can stay longer. Phew. He, he's like being quite entitled of being like, you know, you need to be touching me at all times. But actually, I just sat on his lap and talked to him about random shit um, and like what's going on in my life, which was quite nice. He's like, you know, he wanted to know about 
Australia and like skydiving and yeah that was actually like a really nice way to end the night it's boding well so far like Christmas is Christmasing I don't know how this is going to reflect on the rest of the period um so I'm working very intensely over Christmas because like I say it's the time when we tend to make the most money so I'm doing like a five six nights a week kind of girly right now <laughs> um yeah let's just hope it's worth it I'm gonna keep you updated every night that I'm working so you can be along the ride with me I also appreciate that that means Christmas is going to be lasting probably like all of summer for you in real time at this rate um, and maybe autumn <laughs> but um, yeah I, I hope that you don't mind having Christmas related stuff outside of Christmas times it's not like I'm talking about um, you know sleigh bells ringing every single second of the episode so I hope that this is okay for you and yeah i'll be documenting everything that's going on but this is a really great start like a really good night um so busy my body is already devastatingly tired <laughs> but we'll see how we go yeah i will see you next time i'll see you like what will be my tomorrow but your next week bye thank you so much for keeping me company on my drive home this morning I hope you enjoyed this episode of the 6am club. Do let me know what you think. You can drop me a message on Instagram at the 6am club pod. My personal Insta is at Gemma Rose Poll. If you can submit a review, please give me a cheeky five stars. Spread the word about the podcast to your people so more folks can learn about this. You can email me with questions or comments as well to the 6am club podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to speaking to you on my next journey home. <laughs>